So before we properly get into the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment to kind of acknowledge and recognize uh, the final games of both Dwayne Wade's and Dirk Nowitzki's careers that took place last night. And I just wanted to take a moment to, to kind of remember how awesome it was i mean yeah Dwayne wade with his with his triple double the, the final assist to udonis haslam and uh, the whole banana boat crew so carmelo anthony lebron james chris paul all in attendance for that and then with dirk he had him putting up one more 20.10 rebound game and you know he also had that amazing tribute video that the San Antonio Spurs made for him and obviously if you watched the game you saw Dirk just he, he broke down into tears at that and that was that was that was just special special to see one of the more memorable final nights of the regular season and I, yeah I just wanted to take a little minute to little minute to remember those two NBA greats so anyway on with the rest of the episode What's up guys? Welcome back to Around the Arc. I'm Jamie and today's episode is the first part of a two-part two-part episode that I'm going to be doing um, with part two coming out tomorrow where we will be uh, looking at the upcoming NBA playoffs and asking and possibly answering a few of the burning questions heading in to these to the postseason. Now, today we'll be looking at the Eastern Conference, tomorrow we'll look at the West. So without any further ado, let's just get into it. These are the three most burning questions that I could think of heading into the Eastern Conference playoffs. So first up, can the Boston Celtics flip the switch, so to speak? So before before we properly get into answering that question, I just want to address the news that broke just yesterday that Marcus Smart for the Celtics will miss at least the first two rounds of the playoffs. He's got um, an oblique injury, and this is this is a tough blow for a Celtics team that has already had its share of problems all year. But Marcus Smart, the... The, the defense, the toughness, the intangibles that he brings to this team. I mean, this is a team that has struggled to find an identity all season, but Marcus Smart has kind of embodied the identity that the team should have. You know, the gritty, hard-nosed, dive-on-the-floor-for-loose-balls dive type, of, type of player. I mean, the impact that he has on this team and the impact that he has on a game goes well beyond just his box score numbers, which, you know, they're nothing uh, they're nothing spectacular, about eight points, four assists. Um, but he does have an improved three-point shot this year, an improved jumper. He's a more efficient offensive player. So he will definitely be missed, and that will make this, this first-round matchup that they have even more interesting and really even more so calls into question if this team can just flip the switch like lots of people are expecting them to. So um, 
like I said, uh, they've got a tough first round matchup against the Indiana Pacers, who have kind of defied expectations since their best player, Victor Oladipo, went down with a season-ending injury earlier in the year. But they've kind of, they've banded together, they're playing loose, they're playing good team ball, they're they're playing defense. They're, They're in a very similar situation to what this Boston team was in last year, you know, when they were in the playoffs without Kyrie, you know, and they defied all expectations and made a conference finals run. So just because this Indiana team doesn't have a star doesn't mean it's going to be easy for the Celtics in round one, especially now that Marcus Smart has gone down. I would still say they are favorites to win this first round series. But looking past that, I mean, at the start of the season, and this hasn't changed, this team will not be happy with a second round exit. This is a finals or bust season for this team. And despite their up and down rocky road that's taken them to get to the playoffs, that still hasn't changed. This is a finals or bust team. And now, more than ever, it all starts with Kyrie Irving, their offensive leader. So as well as being his usual bucket-getting machine... He's going to have to balance that with getting his other guys involved, which he has done a pretty, pretty damn good job this season at doing. He's got a career high in assists at about seven per game. So he's going to have to find that balance between just getting buckets and getting the other guys involved. As for the other guys, I think Al Horford, you know what you're going to get from him. He is going to be steady, reliable, and... I don't think you need to worry about him at all come playoff time. I think he he can he's going to step up for this team. And then the other uh, the other guy, or the other two guys, sorry, I should say that I'm not worried about at all in this team are Aaron Baines and Marcus Morris. Now, although Marcus Morris can have a tendency to ISO and take contested mid-range jumpers a little too often, he has been really, really good this season, arguably the best season of his career, and he's been one of the more consistent Celtics on this team, which is why I do expect him uh, to remain kind of at this level come playoff time. And then Aaron Baines, um, when they have played Aaron Baines together with Horford, that has been a really, really good pairing, if you look at the numbers. And, I mean, Aaron Baines, he can stretch the floor, he can hit the occasional three, and just a big body on defense, you know, presence on the glass. I mean, that that really, that will really help this team come playoff time, given that Boston, they're not the best rebounding team. So expect those guys to, to, to give you what you expect from them. Where this gets interesting the X factors for this Boston team that will determine if they can, in fact, flip the switch and if they can live up to the preseason expectations that they had. And those three X factors I have are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward. Now, starting with Tatum and Brown, if they can play the way they did in last year's playoffs and if Hayward, if Gordon Hayward can play the way he has recently, which is very efficiently and more aggressive than we have seen him throughout the year, then this team will make a finals run. But that's but that's a lot of what ifs. And then one guy who I've who I've forgotten to mention actually, uh, Terry Rozier, who has kind of struggled this year, but with Marcus Smart's injury, his minutes are obviously going to go up. His 
his opportunities are going to go up. So we'll see if he can also rise to the occasion. Like I said, that's a lot of what ifs. And this is where it's kind of on Brad Stevens to 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 figure this out. So he's got he's got a tough job uh, figuring all this out, making making all these pieces fit together, and just making sure this team can actually live up to expectations. Because I think I think we can all see there is there is a championship team in there somewhere. I mean, this team is just so talented, so deep, so well coached. They have a absolute cold-blooded killer in Kyrie, which you need if you're wanting to contend come playoff time. I mean, this team has everything to be a legit title contender, but the time's run out for them to to figure it out. They just need they need to find that, and they need to find that kind of quick. So that's on that's on Brad Stevens, and then I think that's also on Kyrie and Al Horford as the kind of the leaders of this team. They just really need to. They need to band together or something. They just need to. Everyone needs to buy in. I think uh, guys like Tatum and Brown. They need to kind of maybe maybe accept taking a few less shots per game. Maybe Marcus Morris can take a few less isos per game. A few less contested mid range jumpers. And if they play better together if they play better team ball like we saw from them last year in the playoffs, then I no doubt expect them to at least make a conference finals run. They could maybe, uh, who knows, if the, if this team finds its true championship caliber identity, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too surprised if they challenged the Bucks in round two or maybe, maybe even pulled off the upset. I mean, that, that's what it's going to take for them to avoid this season being a disappointment. They're going to need to go through Milwaukee in round two because, like I said, a second-round exit just isn't going to cut it for this team. So lots and lots of what-ifs there. It's going to be very, very, very interesting to see how all of this plays out for Boston because, I mean, they have a lot of stake. You know, Kyrie being a free agent and everything like this, these are going to be some big games for this team so uh, we'll, we'll just have to see we'll have to see how it goes all right the next next question i've got for the eastern conference playoffs is who is the most likely team to pull off an upset now i do have a clear number one here but i'm also going to mention uh my number two choice but for n- number one most likely i've got the indiana pacers who are up against the Boston Celtics, who, as I, as I was just saying, there are just so many question marks surrounding this team. You do wonder if they can, you know, flip the switch and and become dominant uh, in the snap of a finger, you know. You just question if that can happen. And if they can't do that, expect Indiana. Indiana can capitalize on that. I mean, they've defied expectations all year since Oladipo went down. And they're playing. They're playing with essentially no expectations. I don't. I don't know of anyone who's picking them to beat the Celtics in round one. And like I said, their situation this year is similar to the Celtics situation last year. And we all know what happened then. I mean, they almost made the finals if it wasn't for LeBron. And now, 
another bit of luck going their way with Marcus Smart going down. I mean, that's yet another yet another thing for them to take advantage of. And then if we actually look at this Indiana team, I think their biggest X factor has to be Miles Turner, who he may not have taken the offensive leap that many people hoped he would this year, but he has established himself as one of the best rim protectors and defensive presences in the league. I mean, he led the league in blocks this year, and having him in the middle, that is definitely going to impact you know, guys like Kyrie and Jalen Brown, you know, attacking the rim. That's going to make them think twice uh, before they start, you know, attacking the paint. So that, that that's one thing. And then, you know, the other they've just got really steady, reliable veterans on this team, like guys like Darren Collison, Wesley Matthews, Thaddeus Young. And then you've got their leading scorer at the moment, Boyan Bagdanovich, who you know, is a lights-out shooter, and they're going to need him as well to kind of lead their offense if they're going to want a chance against the Boston, this Boston team. Uh, he's going to need to put up something in the range of 20 points a night for them to be able to pull off this upset. But, I mean, I mean, he averaged 18 for the year. I, that, I mean, that's that's far from impossible, that happening. And, like I said, all the, all the question marks surrounding this Boston team make this the most likely series in which an upset can take place. So although I've got them as the clear-cut number one option for most likely to upset, I do feel like I should mention the Brooklyn Nets, another team that have, again, surprised everyone this year, defied all expectations. But, I mean, th- this this team's for real, led by... D'Angelo Russell, who has kind of exploded this year and has really made a case for most improved player, you know, his first time All-Star. And kind of everything for this team begins with him. And no matter what team he's going up against, he has the potential to just take over a game on a given night. We've seen him do it. We've seen him just take over fourth quarters and win games by himself, essentially. Uh, remember that that game in Sacramento a few weeks ago where they were they were down 25 or something to start the fourth quarter, and D'Angelo Russell led that fourth quarter comeback to pull off, I think it was the biggest upset in something like 30 years or something insane like that. So... That's what that's what he can do to a team on any given night. And uh, facing the 76ers in round one, that is a tougher matchup than the Kings, for so let's say. But even so, I mean, this, this 76ers team, while they do have on paper a very scary starting five... There are there are still there are still question marks surrounding them, so it's not like they're it's not like they're invincible. They do have uh, certain vulnerabilities which Brooklyn can take advantage of. And other things going for this Brooklyn team, you've just got the great the great teamwork that they showcase. I mean this is this is a great team. You know, you can tell they enjoy playing together. You look at you look at this Brooklyn bench and uh, how they are, they have some of the best celebrations and best bench reactions of of any team. So you can tell this team enjoys playing together. Uh, they're well coached by Kenny Atkinson. 
you know, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie coming off the bench is arguably the best backup point guard in the league. Karis LeVert, who's who's starting to look more and more like he did at the start of the season before he got injured. You know, Jarrett Allen as the try to block every shot rim protector and the highlight dunk machine that he is. And then you go down the line, guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. You know, you know all all these guys, Damari Carroll, uh, Kurutz, the rookie who's been looking good. I mean, this 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 team this team is legit. And while I don't expect them to pull off an upset, I do feel like I need to mention that I I, th- I think that well they certainly have more of a chance than Orlando or Detroit each pulling off an upset. But again, that'll be. No matter what the outcome is, that'll be that'll be a fun series to watch. Uh, Brooklyn versus Philadelphia will definitely be definitely be tuning in for that. And finally, the most burning question heading into the Eastern Conference playoffs is who will reach the NBA Finals. So, in the East, there are four teams. In with a legitimate chance of making the finals, and I really cannot remember a time where there have been this many legit finals contenders in the Eastern Conference. Maybe something to do with LeBron being in the East for the past 14 years. But um, I digress. These four teams, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Celtics, each of them can make a reasonably convincing case that they are the team to beat in the east so let's start at the top though let's start with the bucks they have been the most consistently dominant team all year not only that but they have arguably the best player in the league right now in Giannis Antetokounmpo and who is in my opinion the the MVP of the league however what's working against this team is the fact that they are they are yet to win a playoff series. The Bucks are yet to win a playoff series in the Yanis era. So their relative lack of experience could be a factor when they get into the deeper rounds of the playoffs. But they're just they're just such a good team that I think they they certainly are capable of overcoming that lack of experience. So I mentioned Yanis. Of course, everything starts with him. But then you've got guys like Chris Middleton, who is an extremely reliable, efficient two-way player, a, a great second option to Yanis. He plays off Yanis incredibly well. Then you've got Eric Bledsoe, who's had a really, really kind of underrated season this year. He's been very, very kind of steady and reliable for this team. So hopefully he can actually step it up in the playoffs as opposed to what he did last year, where he kind of took a little, he took a slight step back a bit. But he's been looking great all year, and then uh, hopefully if they can get Malcolm Brogdon back from injury, that'll be a great boost for them. But then guys like Nikola Mirotic and Brooke Lopez, you know, the shooters spreading the floor. This team has all the tools it needs to make in the finals. It's just that lack of experience is kind of the only question mark with them moving on to the raptors so they have had the the second best record in the east and they honestly have looked as good as they ever have as a team behind their new superstar Kawhi leonard who they uh traded for demar de before the season started 
And what I think about this team, they they could be the finals favourites, actually, if they can remain healthy. That's been one thing all year. They haven't been that healthy, especially with with Kawhi. Although it hasn't, he hasn't suffered any you know serious injuries or anything. I the the Raptors have just been very very careful with him and very conserved this this year with him resting him a bunch of games. I think he's missed over over fifteen games this year. A lot of a lot of them just due to due to rest and load management. But if they can, if they are at a hundred percent, fully loaded, fully healthy, they they could be they could be finals favorites actually. And what will what will determine kind of how far they go or if they can make it past the conference finals? I think is Kyle Lowry. I think he is the X factor for this team, given his playoff struggles in the past. You know there are obvious question marks there, but if he can kind of put all that behind him, so to speak, and just play at his, you know, elite point guard two-way level, then I th- this team might be my pick to make the finals because they are, they are such a complete team. They have no weaknesses. They have a legit superstar. And not only that, they have a superstar in Kawhi who, while he won't be able to stop Yanis if that's who they face in the conference finals. He will be able to slow him down. He is arguably the best defender in the league. And I mean if if anyone's going to slow down the Greek freak, I think it I think it I think it's Kawhi. So that's something to keep an eye on. But like I said, health and Kyle Lowry's play. Those are the those are the two main keys for the Raptors playoff success now the philadelphia 76ers on paper the sixers have as good a shot as anyone to make the finals in the east i mean with the dominance of joel Embiid and their downright scary starting five you know ben simmons jj reddick jimmy butler tobias harris and then Embiid in the middle that is excluding golden state the scariest starting five in the league hands down but this team was basically assembled midway through the season you know when they traded for jimmy butler i mean early on in the year and then at the trade deadline when they went and got tobias harris so they may still be a year away from true title contention uh, just just based on you know the obvious the obvious chemistry issues not having a full season together not having a training camp you know those things can definitely play a factor and then the fact that you know Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid they're still really really young you know the cornerstones of this team they're they're really young and their only playoff experience was last year so again like like with the bucks but i think to 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 a greater extent here lack of experience could be could end up being their downfall uh, but again we'll just we'll just have to wait and see and finally the celtics who i've already touched on so i won't i won't go on too much about them but with them like i was like i was saying it's all about if they can flip the switch or not if they can flip the switch they are right on par with I think they're better than the 76ers and they're right on par with the Bucks and the Raptors because, I mean, 
they're just they're stacked like every, everything i've said they're stacked they're well coached you know everything everything about this team screams title contender they just need to kind of get out of their own way now what's my prediction then i feel i feel like i should make a prediction here now while i may be totally wrong my my gut reaction i'm going with the Bucks versus the Raptors in the conference finals. I know that may seem a little boring, you know, the top two seeds, but I just feel as long as they're both healthy, they have the fewest weaknesses, the fewest question marks. Uh, yeah, so I see them matching up in the conference finals, and I'm giving it to the Raptors. I think the Raptors are going to make it to the NBA finals based on their experience and based on the fact I think Kawhi could potentially establish himself as arguably the best player in this year's playoffs. I think he's going to be extra hungry, extra motivated. Although his face may not show it, I think he will be feeling those things. And that's why I'm picking the Toronto Raptors to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. And like I've said in a previous episode, when I was talking about teams who have the greatest chance to defeat Golden State... All four of these Eastern Conference teams have a case, and if if Toronto are the team to make it to the finals, do not expect Golden State, if it is them that make the finals from the West, to just walk all over them. I mean, that will be an entertaining final series. But we are still a ways, ways away from that. For now, let's, let's just enjoy the early rounds of the playoffs. All right? And with that comes prediction time i'm gonna i'm gonna try and predict each playoff matchup in round one of the eastern conference so first off we got the bucks versus detroit now i think everyone is expecting milwaukee to win this i am no different i think it, it could it could be a sweep it could it could go to five games. I would give Detroit a game, um, if Blake Griffin is a hundred percent, if he's fully healthy, then I would give Detroit a game, maybe game three or four. But other than that, I don't see them putting up much of a fight. I see Milwaukee coasting through to round two. Then we have the number two seed Raptors against the number seven seed Magic, who. Again, there were so many surprises this year. So many teams defied expectations, surprised everyone. I don't know if anyone was expecting the Orlando Magic to be on the playoffs, but here they are. But again, I don't see them putting up much of a fight, especially against a healthy, fully healthy Toronto team. I mean, I, 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 get, I would give them one game, but I don't think it's going to go further than five. I think Toronto, like Milwaukee coast through to round two now where it gets a little bit more interesting we've got third seed philadelphia going up against the sixth seed brooklyn nets and like i said while i don't expect the nets to pull off the upset i do expect them to give the 76ers a little a, a bit of a challenge i mean i can see i can see this series going six games I can see the Nets kind of tying this series up at two games apiece, winning winning games three and four in Brooklyn, you know, just just uh, riding the, the home crowd, the energy of lots of these players' first, uh, you know, home playoff experience. I can, 
I can see I can see them winning a couple of games in the series, especially with Philadelphia still, you know, figuring out, you know, their chemistry, everyone's role on the team. So I can I can see Brooklyn challenging them, but in the end I see Philadelphia advancing in six games. And then Boston versus Indiana, which I think is going to be the most talked about first round matchup in the East. I know I said Indiana were the most likely team to pull off the upset. I still don't see that happening, though. I just think this the talent gap between these two teams is too large. I see the Celtics somewhat figuring it out, at least in at least in round one, um, against against a slightly inferior opponent. So, uh, but it, again, it's not going to be easy, and I think especially with the Marcus Smart injury, I can see this series going six or seven, maybe maybe seven games. Um, but again, I would give it. I would give it to Boston, partially because they've got home court, and partially just because just because they're more they're more talented. And I expect, expect, especially you know, with guys like Kyrie and Al Horford, and then Brad Stevens leading the way, I, I expect this team to to somewhat just kind of buckle down come playoff time. You know, I expect them to be a bit more poised, a bit more together. You know, whether they quote-unquote flip the switch or not that's that's a that's a different issue but i do expect them to get by round one in a hard fought in a hard fought series so there you have it that is the eastern conference that we have been talking about today we'll get into the the burning questions and first round predictions for their western conference that will be tomorrow so make sure uh make sure you guys come back check that out tomorrow and yeah i hope i hope you enjoyed the episode today be sure to to check out sircharlesincharge.com for for daily articles uh about everything that's going on in the nba if you're on social media uh, be sure to check me out on Twitter um, at Around the Arc Pod. Uh, so again, I'll be posting on there every day about everything, everything that's included in the podcast and more stuff. Just everything, everything going on around the NBA. Um, so it'd be great, to, great to see you on there. And other than that, have a good one, guys. I will see you tomorrow for part two. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.